0: You're listening to Confidently She. I'm your host and body image coach, Rebecca Biggie, and I'm here to help you find your voice, embrace your body, and become the most confident version of you. Take a deep breath, because this could be the beginning of the rest of your life. All right, welcome to Season 4, Episode 2 of Confidently She. I am Rebecca Biggie, and I am glad you're here with me today. This episode is important. I think all the topics that I cover are important otherwise I wouldn't cover them, right? I'm not gonna be wasting my time. I'm not gonna waste yours either. So this episode is about overcoming negative body talk and I'm gonna give you some strategies and tips for doing this because if you can't get the voice in your head to speak well of yourself, I mean, it's it's never going to work. Like, it's never it's never going to work. If you can't get the voice in your head to say good things about you, your body image will always be negative. You will always have these insecurities. Like, your inner voice, your self-talk is everything. That is confidence, that is insecurity based on what your inner voice sounds like. So the good news is that inner voice was trained by somebody. You didn't come out the womb thinking one way about yourself. Like that's, that's not how language works, that's not how anything works. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about a few things. We're gonna talk about why this happens, and we're going to talk about what you do about it. Understanding why you have negative self-talk lays the foundation for what you are going to do about it. Because what I do about my negative self-talk is going to be different than what you do about yours, because our negative talk is different. The voices in my head are going to sound a little bit different. The voices that shaped my negative self-talk are going to be different than the voices that shaped yours. So you have to take a different approach depending on what those voices are, what those influences were. And that's why doing deeper work like going through coaching or a program or a workshop that teaches how to deal with negative self-talk, like that is what's really going to help because that makes it specific to you. I'll give you an outline of how it works in theory, but what to do for you. That happens in like workshops, coaching, things like that. Got it? Great. Okay. Starting off with why does it happen? Why does this happen? Why do we think negatively about ourselves? Wouldn't it be great if we could have just been born as one of those people who think positively of themselves? Well, no one was born thinking positively of themselves. That's actually not how it works. All the voices you've ever heard in your life come together to create your personal narrative. All the voices. That means parents and caregivers, number one, siblings, teachers, but also voices of people that you may not personally know, but those voices have shaped you. So, song lyrics, characters from your favorite TV shows and movies, commercials. Commercials play a huge role in your negative self-talk. You want to know why? Because companies make money when you feel bad about yourself, because they have a product that's going to fix it, right? That's how this works. It's called capitalism. The more you can convince someone that something is wrong with them, the more money they will spend to fix it. Look at the diet and exercise industry. Look at the beauty industry. That is a voice in your life as well. So when you're thinking through, okay, what are the negative voices in my, in my life? I want you to be comprehensive about this and I walk you through how to do this in the Body Image Solution book. So you can order that on Amazon if you haven't already. If you have, leave that five star review because it was amazing, wasn't it? I know, it's like a genius over here. (laughs) Uh, But getting back to why does it happen? Why do you have this negative self-talk? And if you aren't super convinced yet, maybe you're just like, no, this is just who I am. This is how I've always been. I'm just this negative person. This is how I think about myself. This didn't come from anywhere else. This came from me. First of all, no, but if you want the proof as to why, think about how you felt as a kid growing up before you had any of these pressures to look a certain way, to be a certain way, to act a certain way. What did you feel about yourself? you probably felt I'm just like everyone else I am I am just a normal kid like everyone else there are there are parts of childhood development where children do not see differences there's this really cute video of this these two little kids one was black and one was white and they said that the only difference between the two of them was that like one of them wore glasses and the other one didn't and it was just like so cute because we were, as, as the commenters and whatever were watching this, and we were just like, wow, they really, these kids really see each other as the same. Except one of them wears glasses and the other one doesn't. That was the thing that they thought made them different. You know, ignorance is bliss. Kids don't know that the certain differences about them could be made fun of or, or that they're different for a bad reason. So think back to how you felt as a kid, the way that you saw yourself, the way that you saw other kids, and look to other kids that you see and know now to really get that reframe of like, oh, we all really do start at a certain baseline, of a clean slate, and then we are shaped based on that. Another reason this happens is cultural pressure of perfection, obviously, women are expected to be everything to everyone and perfect all the time. Because we're we're trained to believe that our worth is measured by the opinions of other people. So this pressure to be perfect creates this negative self-talk that if we ever make a mistake, somehow now we are, are flawed. And we as a human being have messed up. But the truth is like human beings are flawed and they do mess up. We, we are not perfect. And there is no program. There's no book. There's no guru. There's no training that is going to remove your humanity from yourself. That's not going to happen. So this pressure of perfection, while we know in our head is unrealistic, for whatever reason, our heart is still telling us like, no, that's not good enough. Oh, no, no, we still got that uh, thing. That's like, oh, wasn't perfect. Here's how you address that. Think of something that you did that you say is perfect. Oh, this is perfect. I did it exactly how I wanted to do it. Did everyone agree that it was perfect? No. Because life, so much of life, is subjective. What you think is perfect, someone else might think is terrible, awful, not good at all. So your own ego of I know what is perfect and I know what is right and I know what is good is fueling that inner critic telling you that you haven't met the mark that you set. But it's like, why are you so arrogant to think that you are the one who decides what perfect is? Go to your favorite music video, your all-time favorite music video, like the most beautiful, the most brilliant music video in the world, go to it on YouTube and see how many thumbs down, don't like it, interactions there were. It won't be zero. It won't be zero. So what you think is perfect, someone else might not like. And what you think is uh, not my best, someone else might think is perfect. They might love it. So this isn't to say, don't do a good job and don't do your best effort. This is trying to break that thinking that you have to be perfect to be good because that is fueling your inner critic, okay? So where else does this come from? The third place this comes from, your negative body talk comes from this cultural idea of being a nice girl. It's this nice girl complex and the shame that culture puts on women who think well of themselves. And I did a a whole episode on Confidently She Plus about this topic, which is when women think well of themselves, they're seen as arrogant. They're seen as egotistical. They're seen as vain. But only being able to get validation from other people creates this constant need for external validation. And that creates insecurity. Humans need validation like we we do. That is part of our heart. We're never going to be able to be fully fulfilled by our own self validation. That's a fantasy. That's not true. We need some form of validation, but it shouldn't be our only validation, right? That's not the only place that we can seek it is externally. You can provide yourself with that internal validation. And a balance between the two is what creates true confidence but i always think it's hilarious when people have an issue with a woman who is confident in who she is and thinks well of herself and has high standards and boundaries and for how she'll be treated and how people will speak with her and interact with her and how much money she'll make for doing her job and all of these things when people think that oh she's entitled oh she's this oh she's that it's like How is it seen as a negative thing that a human being would want good things for themselves? How is it seen as a negative thing that a human being thinks well of themselves? Like take gender out of it for a second to show your own bias and then answer the question. What's wrong with that? What I should say is what bothers you about a woman who doesn't need your approval? I think that says something about your ego, if you get uncomfortable that someone isn't looking for your approval. So those three reasons are really why we have negative body talk. And now that we understand where some of this comes from, we can dig into what do you do about it? So I have three things that you can do about it. Number one, trust the difference between confidence and arrogance. You know the difference. You know the difference. Confidence is thinking well of yourself, speaking well of yourself, but not comparing yourself to other people. Not sitting there and saying, I'm better than other people. I'm more attractive than other people. That's, that's arrogance. It may be true, but it's also a little arrogant, right? You can be speaking the truth and still be arrogant. But confidence speaks the truth, but doesn't put the comparison in it. It doesn't put anyone on a, on a scale, on a rank. There's no ranking when it's confidence. But arrogance starts to rank people. And I think that's the difference. So trust that there is a difference between confidence and arrogance. And you know the feeling, like you know when you're being arrogant or when you just have this calm sense of confidence about yourself. That's what you want. Because you won't be able to stop this negative body talk if you think that the opposite is bad. No one is going to willingly engage or work towards something that they think is bad and wrong. If you think speaking well of yourself, if you think saying, I'm a beautiful woman, is like arrogant or bad or vain, You're not going to do it. So there's going to be a lot of resistance around speaking well of yourself. And maybe that's where some of your negative self-talk and negative body talk is coming from. That it's like, it's arrogant to think well of yourself. Oh, you're so vain. Oh, you're so this and you're so that. No. You need to know that it is okay to speak well of yourself, to think well of yourself, to look in the mirror and go, oh my gosh, you are literally so hot I say that to myself probably four times a week. Like that's my self-talk. I'm like, You're, you are you a hottie and wow. <laughs> I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I think that everyone should get to a point where they truly feel that way about themselves. I really do. So you have to trust that there is a difference between confidence and arrogance. You have to thread that needle. You have to know the difference for yourself and that's gonna allow you to break into a more positive self-talk about your body. It's going to remove the resistance. The second thing you do is you have to confront the way you talk about your body. You have to confront it. This is not a time to be passive aggressive. This is not a time to just think positively and hope that the negative thoughts go away. You have to confront them. And you have to confront them with a plan because these thoughts have taken root. They are strong and they are not going to go down without a fight. They're going to question you. They're going to fight back. They're going to say, oh, really? Really? You're going to say this about yourself now? I don't think so. That's not true. So you have to confront every one of these phrases you say, these thoughts that you have, write them down and sit with them a little bit and think about each one. Think about where they came from. This is literally what I (laughs) have people do in my book. Think about where they came from and create a logical argument against that thought, because the nice thing is all of these thoughts are illogical. When you have the right perspective about your body, all of these negative body thoughts are going to be illogical. Then you have to replace and challenge some of these negative thoughts and beliefs with not necessarily positive thoughts, but correct thoughts, correct thoughts about your body, correct thoughts about the the perspective you have on your body. And that is what's going to slowly pick away and fill in the groove of your neural pathway that's, that's currently negative. So you have these neural pathways, the thoughts in your brain. And when you've had them for a long time, those paths are like deep. It's a rut. Like it's going to take a lot to smooth out that plane and have, have your thoughts go somewhere else and redirect them. So I created a free challenge. It's 16 days to a better body image by beating your negative self-talk. You can get started at thebodyimagesolution.com. That's where you can sign up and you will get everything emailed to you and then you will get emails sporadically throughout these 16 days helping break down what we're doing that day. It's really great. And if you follow those 16 days, like you literally, the way you think about your body will be fundamentally different. Fundamentally different in just a little over two weeks. A few tips before we close there are kind of three phases to this negative body talk the first phase is being aware of it catching yourself when you start doing this i call this the thought compass and i i talk about this in the body image basics my my mini course i think of thoughts as a compass and you can turn the direction of your thoughts whenever you want, but you have to know what direction you are currently going in order to get where you'd like to go. If you are going south and you want to go north, what are you going to do? You're going to turn around. But if you're actually going west, then you're going to end up going east. And the same is true with your thoughts. So if you are having negative thoughts, you need to be aware, I'm having negative body thoughts right now. That's the first step. I'm having negative body thoughts right now. I'm thinking negatively. You don't start with, oh, I'm doing it again. Oh, I can't, why do I do this all the time? Uh, like, you don't start with beating yourself up for the fact that you were just thinking negatively about yourself. <laughs> that's, that's not good. You start by observing it. I'm thinking negatively about my body. It's actually helpful to say it out loud. I know you might look a little crazy, but healing is crazy. You say, I'm thinking negatively about my body right now. Why am I doing that? (laughs) You figure out why you're going in this direction. Oh, because I was trying on bathing suits and I started getting it in my head that I need to look a certain way before I can wear this bathing suit. And then I went down this whole rabbit hole of things that I could do, ways that I've screwed up, ways I haven't been consistent. Yeah, that's what happened. So you realize what happened and then you decide, what are my actual values when it comes to my body? What are my actual values? And is my body in alignment with the values that I have? Well, in order to do that, you have to establish your values, right? That's what I do with women in coaching, but you have to go back to your values. What are my values? is my body aligned with those values? Yes or no? If it's no, how could I take a small step to help align with those values just a little bit more? How could I turn this compass just a little bit more to the the way that I want to go? Okay, that sounds good. Now, what is one true thing about my body that I can walk away from and carry with me to kind of smooth over that neuropath that's going in the negative direction? What can I say? Well, a good one is my body and I are on the same side. My body and I are on the same team. And if you are on a team with someone, you are not going to do very well if you keep tearing each other down, right? So a very simple one, and I've got 16 different things to reflect on and work through and tell yourself. I've got all these different ways that you can divert negative thoughts towards truth. Not just positive thinking, because that it's not going to hold up against some of these some of these beliefs and this body talk that you have been carrying around with you for maybe 20 years, right? You just saying, I love my body. Your, your negative voice is going to be like, yeah, right. No, you don't. But but what negative voice could argue with the fact that you and your body are on the same team? You literally live inside your body. So yeah, you're on the same team. (laughs) Like like how, how could anyone's inner voice argue with that? You can't. And that's what makes the 16 day challenge so special because it, it's things that your inner voice can't argue with. That's why this challenge is so powerful. And once you get your self-talk, going in a different direction and get that thought compass pointing to your true north, I mean, that's what confidence is. Like I said at the beginning, if you, if you have this negative self-talk, you've, you've got no chance. You've got to train that voice to, to say different things. And if you've tried this before and it didn't work, it's because you tried just thinking positive. You tried just using these affirmations that you don't actually believe, and that's not going to hold up against your inner critic. If you have tried rewiring your self-talk and it hasn't worked, it's because you've used these silly affirmations that you don't actually believe. If you tell yourself, I love my body a million times a day, but you don't believe that, it's not, it's not going to work in the same way that telling yourself, my body requires nourishment is going to help break that inner critic. Because your body does require nourishment. So when you start feeling guilty about certain food you eat or not eating enough food or eating too much food or whatever, you can start telling yourself, my body requires nourishment. You believe that. That that feels like, yes. And your inner critic that's telling you not to eat is going to be like, oh, shoot. That's true. What am I going to say now? This is why the way that I beat negative self-talk works. So go to bodyimagesolution.com, You'll land on the homepage, scroll down, start the, the negative self-talk challenge. It's 16 days to a better body image by beating negative self-talk. That is what I have for you for this second episode in the fourth season of Confidently She. You just learned how to overcome negative body talk by using my strategies and tips. And make sure to sign up for that challenge. You can start anytime. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you haven't left a five-star rating yet on iTunes, please do that. And I will see you in the next episode. Okay, this is not an anti-capitalist rant, so I'm going to try to re-redirect a little bit here.